figure out how you want to start. I I saw a couple of naked guys walking down the street as they came over here. Oh, yeah. And and what'd you say? Did you give them a little cat call? I said, "Hi, naked guys." <laughs> wow, you're so smooth. I know, right? What do you think their safe word was? Uh, sunscreen. <laughs> Welcome back to What's Your Safe Pod. I'm Amp. I'm Mr. Christopher. And today, I don't have any sunscreen on, thankfully. I, I, I hate the feeling of sunscreen. I do too. That's why I never wear it. And then I'm red. Okay, no. And then you, can, people complain about it in all my videos. It's you like, need why to is wear daddy it. so red? Yes. And you need to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not laughter is not no, the proper. I feel and this like... is a sex education podcast that's got a few bottles of sunscreen that don't get used. I feel like the fumes from spraying sunscreen on are way more toxic than the sun. No, well, okay. We have a Prove friend wrong. whose name is Lux. I will. His <laughs> name is Lux. He is a microbiologist. He is all about making sure that you are healthy and safe for the environment. And he has sunscreen you can use. I know, but it's the cream. Yeah, and, and granted, it looks cream. like your your and skin is five shades lighter, but you, you know, at least it works the for the sunscreen. On, and then you can't rub it all in, and then you look white and streaky. I'd rather you look white and streaky than have skin cancer. I, but see, I'd rather. Look and today we're talking about showing a little skin. Ooh. Uh, no, so we just got back from a kink camp, right, Daddy? Yeah. We so went how to, was your week? We went to Gear Up Weekend, um, which is a kink camp up in uh, Sarasota Springs. Um, it was lots of fun. I had a great time this time. Um, this time. Yeah, last year I didn't have as much fun as I did this year. Well, so I didn't it, go with you. Ah, uh, that must be it. It's um, not, that's okay. it's fine. That's, that's that's fine. I don't you know. I don't have. I don't have any feelings after this weekend because I'm burnt. No, I actually wore sunscreen. Yeah, I did too. I put sunscreen on this time. You put sunscreen your on me. Skin, your skin says otherwise. My skin is fine. I'm poking it right now, and I'm no. seeing all of the red turn white. That, well, that's just that's that's my Indian does this hurt? blood. Does this hurt? I'm, does this I, hurt? I have Indian blood. Does in this me. hurt? Does this hurt? It actually doesn't. So that's why I know I'm not burnt. You kept telling me I was burnt. And I'm like, I, I yes, don't you burn. are. No, I'm not. Oh People are going to watch this. <laughs> Patrons, you're going to watch this. They're going to be like, Daddy, put sunscreen on. And how was your event, though? So this, this Gear Up is a kink camp out in the wilderness. Yes. You need more? So I asked how it was. So yeah, go ahead. I mean, in, uh, no podcast over. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys well, so much for listening. It's kind of like gay glamping because there's electricity, there's running water, uh, there's even clean out stalls, uh, and there's an air conditioned uh, main lodge where they put slings and St. Andrew's crosses and tie points this year, which was new, which we enjoyed. Mm. Uh, so we could dangle people from the ceiling. Um, and also, my favorite thing about Gear Up is the catering. The food is so good. I wish someone um, made dinner like that for me every single night. It was so good. So good. My favorite thing about the whole King King camp was the food. <laughs> That's fair. But also, uh, last week's podcast guest, Artie, who oh, came yeah. on and talked about ABDL play. So he was he was kind of your your little your little your he, he's my play diaper thing. pup for he the was, weekend. He was my diaper pup. Uh, yeah, he is my play thing. Uh, and we started off the scene right away in by I just made him ride all the way up which was a two and a half hour ride it's a long drive in the, in the the front cab of the truck in just his diapers and a leather collar 
So, which is a little bit of kind of exhibition-y, which we're going to get into today, and um, is the main topic, but uh, all in all, and before we get into like the actual stories of the camp, I just I, I think it's a nice way to kind of ease people into the podcast with a little bit of uh, tea. Daddy. Okay, so you know how I shoot content for just for fans and fan sites, right? So it is really difficult to be on camera and run the cameras, as you well know. Oh, I've got stories about all of that <laughs> so to- from from Gear Up. <laughs> so today I, I I shot a hot scene with a Sir Dion X, uh, and I had two iPhones going on the side and I put a GoPro above to record the above shot. So it's just shooting down, right? Well, we <laughs> I, 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 know, I always know it's going to be good when you can't even tell the story without giggling. So we had this insanely hot scene where he beat my ass. Um, the other cameras I could see in the monitors, so I knew they were working, but I was just trusting the GoPro was working. <laughs> when oh, we're no. done with this thing, I turn around and I look, and because I had attached it off an arm on my bed and we were shooting on my bed, the wiggling of the bed, the camera was pointing straight up at the ceiling. It spun <laughs> into spun. a different direction. Wow. So, I don't know how much it Is this the GoPro that doesn't have a proper mount? Um, No, mm. I mounted it. With tape? Like a gear up? <laughs> well, that was because I forgot the little screw. So thing GoPros there. have like this little like mechanism that kind of locks it down into place with a screw it's and bolt very system. Complicated. It's really not if you have the pieces <laughs> and they're not broken. Um, but I, I super I, complicated. Guys. Mm, okay. Very complicated. Yeah. So how'd the scene go? Uh, it was an amazing scene, but it's now a two camera shoot. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. It, it's so annoying. The thing I hate, I mean. Have you ever done this where you've recorded an entire episode and then realized that either the battery ran out or the chip ran out or it's no. just it's the most frustrating experience because, you know, you can't recreate that scene or the moment that you captured no. ever again. No, the only on, thing. What do you mean? No, I've no. been with you when that's happened. The only thing that no, I've never had that exact experience. You explained. Okay. Okay. I've done stuff where the frame rate was off for some reason because of a setting. And I've done stuff, obviously, where like audio was shit yeah. or or there was like a feedback that we couldn't hear in our headphones. But there's like a weird like. There was that one time we filmed the pup space one and there was like this Latin music somehow on one of our logs. Oh, right. You were getting wireless. <laughs> and I'm editing it and all of a sudden like Living a Vida Loca comes on <laughs> and like some Selena right after that. And I'm like, what the fuck so is Selena doing in our puppy play video? Show, make it part of the show. No, we couldn't hear it though. It was like, it was like this. So it's just frequencies when you live in yeah. a city, radio signals get all over the place. Yeah. But I think to this day, not to take your tea and start sipping it. No, There's fine. only been two episodes I've never been able to release of What's a Safe Word. One of them was a terrible, well, sorry, three. That one that, that with Selena singing over our puppy play video. Okay. One with uh, Mama Tits, a wonderful drag queen who's now in Puerto Vallarta with her own show um, because the audio was garbage and I was doing it all by myself. So this is right. way back when I didn't know how to do that. You were just starting. And one with another creator that... The conversation was supposed to be, and this was literally like five years ago, the conversation was supposed to be like women and not gay people in gay bars. And we were supposed to like talk about it, you know, 
fairly and with respect. And it turned into them bashing women and bachelorette parties and calling them toxic for the entire community. And so the tone of that video didn't turn out well because of the, the guest. And I never, I never released it. Was I the guest? No, it's actually someone <laughs> in the city that we see every once in a while. We've uh, never talked about it, though. Uh, I think I think he knew that it just wasn't a good shoot. Oh. But all that said, whether you're, whether you're shooting or not, and whether there's ladies or gentlemen at your bar. Oh, sorry. Was your tea done? My tea was done. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you know what I, I got to do with Pup Party? I can't imagine. What is it? Is this a segue? I, I got to use my Manscaped oh razor. Oh, my God. In a scene with him. It was so good. Did he have a collar on? He did have a color on. Because it's time to unleash the beach beast within you. Give me your best beach beast calling. A beach beast? Uh, yeah. Like a narwhal? <laughs> sure, what would it sound like? <laughs> Tame your narwhal, whether it's in your pants or on your face. The narwhal is like the hair that you might... It's like it's like going the wrong way. Oh. It's, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a nar it. it's narwhal. Yeah. With this summer's sponsor, Manscaped, they're here to help you level up your beach game with their new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. They've gone past waist deep in the grooming game, and they're helping you dive in face first with your facial hair fantasies. Whether you're a blue beard or maybe a black beard, arr, the pirates are back to shave your booties, maybe. Uh, do you ever shave your booty? No, but I, I shaved Artie's pubes off with the manscaped pubes. <laughs> so i took his diaper off and yeah. i used his is actually very uh it was very practical because i oh. used i just undid his diaper and i could get it wet and not get my bed wet <laughs> it was great <laughs> and while we're not saying that manscaped razors are urine proof i'm sure there was a little bit of pee it, it, on the poop deck it chopped right <laughs> through it oh Okay. It did. <laughs> anyway, so this summer, let your beach balls bounce and turn heads all over the place by visiting manscaped.com and using offer code WATS20 for 20% off and free shipping. Again, that's manscaped.com. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> no. Did I jump the gun let's just one? talk over each other. What's the, yeah, funny? Well, oh, my God. Manscaped.com. <laughs> offer code. Oh, what's there, 20 This is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can try their Beard Hedger Pro Kit, which is a wonderful beard hedger with 20 different adjustable lengths. They have acrylic blades that are meant to reduce nicks and cuts. And make sure that you get the perfect hair care wherever you want it bare. Oh, that was very good. Thank you. It, it's good it's a wonder we have sponsors at all. <laughs> or maybe you want to try the new beard shampoo and conditioner, Daddy, that you have been yelling and raving about. I love it. Whew. Or... Maybe follow it up with a little bit of beard bomb. Again, try that out. Get the Beard Hedger Pro Kit that comes with free, three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors at manscaped.com. Offer code WATS20. Thank you again, Manscaped. I, I swear to God, it really worked really well. I love how it, it, whenever you enjoy a thing, uh -huh. the way you approach it is very negatively. Have you ever noticed that? What do you that? mean? I'm like saying, I'm praising. That's high praise. Praising does not include, you know what? It actually worked. <laughs> yeah, right? I actually liked it. Well, I have I mean, that is, that is praise from you, but I just mean like, do you ever listen to yourself when you say a thing? Like, I, it was not actually bad. No. <laughs> To this day, Manscaped's always been great, and their their products are lovely. I, I've yeah. always 
use them, but also always appreciate them. And mine have never gone bad. He actually uses it. Stop it. <laughs> Anytime I upgrade to the newest Manscaped, I always give my old one to someone. I just gave an old one to uh, our friend Lux, who we were just talking about, because he didn't have a good manscaping razor that reduced nicks and cuts. And he was telling me about a... <laughs> oh, and did he nick himself? No. Oh. Not maybe. Anyway, which is also actually, if you're going to get naked, you might want to get rid of some hair and just oh, yeah, definitely. clean it up, especially definitely. if you're getting exhibitionist. Yeah. So what I really loved, and I also made it up to gear up this weekend, mm -hmm. but I came up. So it's a Thursday night-ish, right? Thursday night it's to Sunday morning. Eight. Yeah. Well, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thursday. So four nights, three days. No, three nights, four days. Three nights, four days. There you go. And I came up on Saturday just to help you guys shoot on guard. Mm -hmm. So me and the pig drove up on Saturday morning. That? Well, okay. So the pig's chatty. The pig is chatty. And guess whose radio doesn't work? Oh, no. And he guess didn't have who radio? only has books on tape in his car. <laughs> and I, I got some work done, but it was a lot of talking and a lot of back and forth. And I love the pig. But I'm not super talkative when I'm like working, working. So it's hard. <laughs> or for me in the to, morning. Or and you got well, it was six in the morning. Yeah, I had to get up. We we had to be there for a shoot that you guys are doing for on guard at eleven. At eleven. And it's three hour drive. And I had to get over to Oakland first, so I had to wake up at six a.m. Already exhausted. I had everything packed, thankfully. But I race over to the you know Oakland and. It's 7.30 by the time we get picked up. We get there at like 10.45 and immediately I get there and people are like wanting to talk and say hello and yeah. catch up. And I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta, I, we gotta shoot. So I understand the complexity that is running multiple cameras and mm -hmm. being talent. Um, but as someone who usually does like a four camera shoe and is also talent, I've never had any issues, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> But we set it up and it was specifically, it was about gear up and also um, kind of ethical dungeon play yeah, or just it's, playing it's, in general. We called it play party prep, but it was really, it was really about uh, etiquette and behavior at sex parties and sex clubs and the do's and don'ts and the consents and the verbal and nonverbal things that happen and uh, not talking too loud, not being intrusive, those things. Uh, so, and we got a lot of really good questions from the Gear Up crowd. Yeah, and so people were watching from the crowd. There were some people fully naked off to the side that didn't want to be filmed, and then a full crowd that asked questions as we went. Yeah. I had a really nice time. I, I think it went, went really well, um, and I ended up getting to stay for the rest of Gear Up, which is just this really nice, what, 150 people, mm -hmm. queer men's camp weekend, where there's slings there's a pool there's like this pagoda that has just tons of hanging tables as well as uh benches and things you can play on as well as as daddy said the air-conditioned dungeon main lobby like mm -hmm. cabin yeah where we shot on guard but also turns into like this little dance space but also this nice dungeon at night where you can just kind of do play like out in the wilderness and talking about it, doing the on guard, we actually were talking a lot about exhibitionism and voyeurism tangentially to the point where people are like, how do you ethically voyeur and how do you ethically exhibition outside of, say, a space like campgrounds? Wonderful for exhibitionism. Right. Well, and especially because this is a private campground. Right. So it's not open to the general public. Yeah. So walking around nude and doing lewd acts here and there, nobody's batting an eye. Right. 
So, and if they are batting an eye, it's because they want your attention and they're cruising. <laughs> and we even talked about cruising too, which people are just. I think they don't know people, how to cruise anymore. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I don't want to throw this all on you, but uh, your generation, we grew up with cruising, so we didn't, we didn't have the iPhone, we didn't, um, we didn't do our hookups through an app. We had to make phys- physical eye contact and talk to each other. <laughs> and I'm going to throw it back at you. Okay. Some of y'all are a little too sensitive about having your phones and your technology out. Literally. And I will say, good on us. High five us. We brought our boombox and a Spotify playlist that was already downloaded on my phone. Right. So we made sure that the pool had tunes. Mm-hmm. And it was my playlist of like, you know, Dula P. I had my and, own playlist. Thank you very much. I well, had the sex party dungeon playlist. Exactly. No, no. I'm, I literally just gave us props for having our, our music. <laughs> but you, Jesus. But there was one point at the pool. Like, there's this really nice pool. It has like covering so you weren't getting too burnt. Minus daddy who was in the sun the entire time. And so we had our boombox going and I was literally DJing, getting the music together. And one of our friends was like, put your fucking phone away. We're in the wilderness. And I was like, I'm giving you music right now, (laughs) sir. And he gave me a hard time. And later on, I was like, no, I literally was the only one who brought a Spotify playlist and a boombox. Like. And everyone was there really, was they no were music by the pool. So. People love my music. I had Madonna. I had Kylie. I had Jesse Ware. You had Padum Padum. Every once in a while, six the musical would play, and I'd be like, "Oops, sorry," Oops. and skip it. Like, no, 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 no way. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was fun. And what I like is, I I went to Gear Up a few years ago, mm-hmm. pre-COVID, for the entire weekend. And camping is not my thing. Yeah, no, we got that. There's a lot of tone in that. There's, there's there's no need for judgment over there. Not judgment. I totally understand that camping is not your thing. There's no air conditioning. There's no computer. It's I get it. It's not my vibe. I but but there was a ton of new people this time. So many people. It was our first time, and I love seeing these gay event weekends kind of grow and get bigger. Um, but I at the same time, like I was six a.m. starting day. And I think it was about 6 a.m. start, 5 p.m. when we could finally relax for a minute and like actually sure. socialize after dinner and shit. And by then I was just dead. And so there was so much sexual energy at the camp and I just was like not feeling it because sure. I was exhausted. And also camping and sexy fun weekends without time to actually socialize is not conducive to people who are demi because no, I, I, so many people are like, handsy and feeling and in a fun consensual way but i was just like not able to reciprocate yeah no i get it but everyone else seemed to be getting along really really well and we've talked about this too being demi um sex parties are because you need a connection uh to um first before you can get into the vibe of it um it's difficult and i think a lot of people beat themselves up about that and that's unnecessary they don't have to um, just some things are your thing and some things aren't that. And I just like, 
sunscreen plus creepy crawlies plus there were no hundred degrees. It was too hot for creepy crawlies. There Tell that none. to the hundreds of flies in our oh, tent that one time. Flies. They stayed at the top. I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> that for me makes it not enjoyable. And it was a hundred something degrees. It was. This it was, was the hot. hottest one. So, but the whole the whole country is going through a heat wave right now. Don't talk so, about my and, whole life. And that. we live in the San Francisco bubble where we get fog every single day in the summer. So we're we're at a cool balmy 64 right now. What gear up? Really needs though. If I'm if if gear up people are listening, if the organizers are listening, first of all, thank you for the lovely weekend. I had a great time. As much as I was exhausted, the day that I was there, the socializing was a really really nice time. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a fashion show while you were there too. Yeah, y'all need like a little like uh almost like badges for for your camp goers. You know, like little tiny like merit badges that you can like give on like sashes. Leather people love sashes. So where's where's the sash for the camp? You know, am I wrong? Uh, I'm not wearing a sash. So, yes, you're wrong. <laughs> but they do. They give out uh, little lanyard cards with your name on it when you register. Yeah. But I mean, like a, a, so maybe maybe little badges for that. Then like there I go. took my first fist or I learned about Shibari because so many people got their first fist that weekend that yeah, I saw. No, there's a lot of fisting going on. But the other thing that I really enjoyed was the voyeurism. Mm. So like we went out like like late at night and we were in the little pagoda and that's tent space. You can do being dimmy. Yeah. yeah, and I do enjoy. It. I like I like watching people's energies. And so like exhibitionism, voyeurism was a constant topic and and just constantly there. But questions that came up even during on guard was and I'd never heard it referred this way, but ethical ethical exhibitionism okay. or like moral voyeurism. These these concept of consent needs to happen. But intrinsic, intrinsically, even with um, exhibition and voyeurism, I can't talk today. When you look for information on those online, the definitions themselves are kind of sex negative. Like exhibitionism defined online is when a person experiences sexual excitation from the fantasy of being observed naked or engaged in sexual activities or from actively being observed while naked and engaged in sexual activity. Which, that's not too bad. Yeah, I was going to say, why is that negative? No, but it was voyeurism, which was becoming sexually aroused by watching an unsuspecting person who is disrobing naked or engaged. Both of the definitions and the information had this sense of, like, non-consent to it when I looked into it. Sure. So, and and so this is like, this is like when you're on the subway or something and you see the hot person across from you and... Maybe something slipping out of their shorts unbeknownst to them. Or they got like a nice gray sweatpants, so, bulge, you know, like, ooh. You can, you can perv on that a little bit. That's voyeurism. As long as you're yeah. not like lingering. Like well, you can do a take, a double take. I'm not, I'm not a fan of people that take the weird, like the creepy selfies. Only because I've been one of the people that like people would take those sneaky selfies and then oh. tag me later on social media. That's not that's not good voyeurism. <laughs> Please don't do that. But like the conversation of like, how do you do exhibitionism and voyeurism ethically? A camp weekend like that. Perfect. Right. It's a perfect way. Everyone's to get rocking into around it. naked, having sex in public and um, lots of people watching. And but, you know, they're watching. So I guess that doesn't go into the voyeurism aspect of your definition right there that they don't know oh well science is terrible okay science is terrible when it comes to these definitions because it it suspects or implies that there is no consent with it Mm. and the same way that kink its base definition says a sexual you know activity that's not normal quote unquote 
Kink doesn't need to be sexual, though. So there's the there's these assumptions that we lead into because of the clinical nature of a lot of the definitions that makes it confusing for people trying to be ethical about it. Yeah, and this was something we discussed uh, uh, as well, the on guard guys and us. Uh, so we grew up in sex clubs. Uh, bathhouses were a thing in our era. And there was definite bathhouse etiquette. I love a good bathhouse era. And part of it, we didn't have that verbal consent thing that is uh, going on today. We had an eye movement thing that where we'd either say come hither or no, not right now. Thank you. Uh, and you could do it with your eyes and people would generally get the jest. Now, if if you were engaged having sex with someone in a bathhouse or a sex club and someone tried to wiggle in or something, you could politely just push their hand away. And then if they try to do it again, then be a little more forceful and slap their hand away. <laughs> and then they should get the chest. And then if, if they don't, then you stop and yell at them. <laughs> but yeah, there were, there's always those people that try to muscle in and that's a little unethical, but also kind of came with the territory of going to a bathhouse. But nowadays a lot of people find sex repulsion more rampant than say back in your day, or just like, sexual uncertainty as well because we feel like we're not allowed to have sex we're not allowed to have fun we're not allowed to be explorative and adventurous right and i i even with your you're, you're talking about like going up in a diaper in the car in just a collar like do you think that's ethical uh i do because i nobody a not naked covered with a diaper I'm not accusing you, by the way. No, no, I'm no. asking. I'm, I, 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 I know people will come for me. So I'm saying I do because he wasn't naked in the car. And I've actually had scenes where they were naked in the car. Uh, they, um, uh, nobody, because there's a truck, it's pretty high up. Unless it was like an 18-wheeler next to us and he could look right straight down. They're not seeing anything. So and the I, if I recall, the windows are slightly tinted too. Yeah. So like that's good. That if you're looking for a way to do ethical like exhibitionism, like you're wanting to have sex out in the the whatever, even the definition is like getting with like a sense of getting caught. You yeah. know, it doesn't have to be a sense of getting caught. Like you don't have to be caught to explore Just exhibitionism. Like you're 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 in a a box with four windows that anyone could look in at any side. So you feel completely exposed and vulnerable. So that is the excitement that exhibitionism brings. And yeah. that's what made it very exciting for Artie to drive up there uh in just his diaper. And that kind of sexual freedom allows people the opportunity to explore and and it kind of gets them into experiences that they wouldn't normally get in the bedroom too what's really interesting is like actual psychologists and phds will talk about like human sexuality and sex experts say that about 66 percent of men and 57 percent of women fantasize about about having sex openly in a public space with about 82 percent of both genders fantasizing about having sex in an unusual place and of course studies like that don't encounter the the gray spots in between the male sure. and the female but what's some weird or interesting places you've ever fantasized or done things in? well straight people have been having sex in cars for as long as cars have been invented yeah but so, the cops see that and they're like knock knock hey kids stop it yeah you know but so, cops see two gays and they're like oh, oh, oh yeah then oh. they'll arrest you wee -woo, wee -woo. Yeah, different rules um places like 
a mile high club, you know, on a plane. You, which you have done before. I have done. Mm, and it was minx. really, really exciting. Um, let's see what else. Um, on a train. So I'm, I, I like moving vehicles, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> Well, it's actually shown that shedding the negative connotation of sex by showing off and healthy exhibitionism, again, with consent and doing it ethically, can actually help with a sex-positive celebration of yourself and can lead you to obviously exploring more, but it should not be confused with exhibitionistic disorders. And what's really interesting, as wait, I was researching wait, for what's this... what's an exhibitionist disorder? Someone who does get aroused by forcing their exhibitionism on other people that's uh, so bad like flashers who yeah who, who flashing people that don't want to be exposed. correct and so it shouldn't be confused with that because that's an actual like disorder purposeful yeah. that's the kind of kink when we talk about kinks that get in the way of your life like that's causing harm and distress that's when you go search for help if you're just looking to like be a little freaky deaky and like get get some nakedness like doing it on the top of your roof where people can't see you. You're out in the open. You're doing it. Doing it at a kink camp. You say exhibitionism where people are flashing. I have a really great case. Go-go dancing. Mm. Like not flashing. You're in a controlled space. It's a gay bar. Mm. You're getting some sexual energy out. And there's even... So I used to go-go dance like almost every other weekend. And I enjoyed it because it was a fun sexual way that I didn't... I'm not having sex, but I'm getting to be sexually And you didn't expressive. have to talk to people. <laughs> well, no, but, but if I wanted to, I could like lean down and be like, how's your night going? And yeah. then have a nice back and forth. How's your uh, night going? Can I take that dollar from you? Um, <laughs> oh, well, five. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> but, but there was one night, and I'll never forget this. Where I was walking home, it was like 1 a.m. because it was after the go-go dancing gig, and I lived in the Castro, and I'm walking home, and so on the Castro, there's always, there's tons of like signage, you know, those little billboards, like mm -hmm. the bus stops have billboards, right? and in the Castro, there's these V-shaped signs, so it's like from one side of the street, it's like on a corner, from one side of the street of the cross-section, you could see the front facing of one sign, and from the other cross-section, you could see the other one. And so it gave like this little alcove that if you're walking by on the sidewalk, you can kind of see inside of it. And I'll never forget, this guy was full on, pants down, tank top up over his head, jerking off his like huge dick as people are walking by, as like bar goers are walking by. Mm -hmm. And that's bad, obviously, exhibitionism. I, I had a voyeuristic moment of like, and I, I even said, I pulled out my phone, pretended to take a picture of him, I didn't. But I pulled out my phone and I was like, I just got a photo of you. Get the fuck out of here. These girls over here do not want to see you jerking your dick. And he, I've never seen someone run so fast with their pants around their ankle. <laughs> I never called the cops, obviously, because he was gone. But like, that's bad voyeurism and exhibitionism. Like, don't do that. Yeah. You're going to be doing exhibitionism. Like, that's that's the bad kink that people are like, I saw that. And therefore, kinks are bad. But I think go-go dancing is a great way to get a little bit of exhibitionism in. I feel like maybe this is the line to that. So if you're caught, your reaction is to cover up immediately uh, because you didn't mean to do that. Um, I think maybe that. He meant to. No, do I that. know. That's oh, what okay. I'm saying. That's why it's bad. He, that's bad. I'm saying if you think you're alone in the woods and you're fucking around and somebody walks by on the trail uh, you obviously didn't mean for them to see that. There was always a chance that you could get caught, but you didn't mean it. No, I, okay. Getting, getting, see, and there's, there is gray area here. Right. But 
when looking into this, what's especially funny is Google automatically turned a safe filter on when I was looking for exhibitionism and voyeurism. Of course it did. I kept getting nonstop like clinical are you having a disorder? Like it was super <laughs> sex negative. And then I was like, what the fucker? I couldn't find any how to's. I couldn't find any wonderful kink positive takes. And then it's like, by the way, your safe search filter was on. So as soon as I turned that off, um, I actually found some wonderful, like, are you an exhibitionist oh, files Okay. where they give you ideas of like, you might be an exhibitionist. If like what comes to mind when you think of exhibitionism, go, go dancing, uh, going out into the woods, are there any other exhibitionists that you can think of or ways you've been in exhibitionism doing video? Yeah. Sex work. Yeah. I would say that sex work, posting photos online, even sharing nudes with people that are expecting and consenting yeah. was a way in which they said, mm, you might be a, an exhibitionist. If, um, they also said, if you like the idea of getting into burlesque, just stripping or other sexy forms of cultural, what? This is funny because I was moving my car this morning for street sweeping and the radio was on and it was, uh, one of those, um, uh, ask a couple why their date went wrong kind of thing. Oh, like, I both hate of them those. On the phone. And so they're asking this woman those are always fake. why she wouldn't date this guy again. And he's fake. on the li line and she's like, well, it was going pretty well. But then on my way home, he sent me a dick pic <laughs> on the first date. And hmm. the, the announcers are like, no, you didn't. Oh, my God. And the guy didn't understand why that was wrong. So well, an if, unsolicited if, dick yeah, pic on was the first date. So and she decided not to go on another ghosted him and never went on another date. But yeah. that's unsolicited exhibitionism like that. Not good. Oh, especially my favorite and not in a ha 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 ha, but like in a got em sort of way is like the, the women that are like unabashedly like they don't care if the photos get like marked sensitive or they get a little slap on the wrist. Guys that just go off and send multiple dick pics mm -hmm. and they just read them for filth and expose them. And sometimes I think that they are wanting to get exposed. If I'm being honest, like they do it so that they get they want bullied. They want to know how big. They, oh, they want to be bullied. They want to like they have the small dick or like they're looking for the negative because they get off on that. So I'm always kind of like a double edged sword there of like the women taking their power back. But really, maybe they're giving the guy what he wants anyway. Oh, this is getting so complicated. It is, though. That's just is. Sex is complicated. Um, but in this list. Uh, someone that enjoys putting on a show, so dancing, obviously. Mm -hmm. Do you love roaming around naked in your own house? I, all all the time. I hate. You clothes. might be an exhibitionist. Oh, <laughs> I just like looking at myself in the mirror naked. Maybe you should encourage a friend or partner to go sexy toy underwear or underwear or like lingerie shopping. That's on the list. Oh. As well as, um, do you enjoy threesomes or moresomes? Because it seems to be a good way to get voyeuristic and exhibitionism into the bedroom sure with someone who's not your partner though in that i, I don't I understand always find why that's voyeuristic though you're literally having a third party watching you and a partner get okay. it on and okay, then they fine. can well especially involved. if it's a cuck situation sure well not just cucking but like literally <laughs> if some if if a third person comes over are they not watching it happen hopefully they're doing it too <laughs> yeah but maybe you warm up action maybe you warm up with your partner while they watch and then you you give him a little finger, like oh, get on boring. over I'm here, with my big partner. boy. What? <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna bonk for that. How about engaging? And this one, I was like, really? Um, it says engaging in public makeout 
in the hopes of or enjoying when you get caught. Right. So that's what I'm saying. There's always the chance that you I think it's that adrenaline rush that is exciting um, that you will get caught until it actually happens. <laughs> then it's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and one other side note I had with like the sex negative of the, the forced safe search, because every single when the safe search was on on Google, everything was so negative. It was like exhibitionistic disorders, voyeuristic disorders, disorder, 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 like so fucking wild how negative it was. It was not helpful whatsoever. Hmm. And almost always, most medical journals would talk about exhibitionism as, in quotes, usually males trying to show off their dicks. I mean, I get it. Men are pigs. But women can be into exhibitionism. Oh, lots of women. Yeah. How women love showing off their tits mardi gras sure you know that's all i'm, I'm just do. making right. a, a note i'm just making a note their tits. multiple times it was usually male in parentheses when they were talking about right. exhibition exhibitionism i um, mean I, women love putting pushing the boundaries of sexiness all the time as, the as they should, guys and gals and, yeah. and and everyone in between like exhibitionism is for everybody right and even and gear up should I get full credit for this. Like even trans guys, like they were at the camp as well. Oh yeah. Someone someone tried to do a gotcha on social media, and like oh, and were trans people allowed? And I was like, yeah, yeah, guys are they allowed. Were dangling from the ceiling, <laughs> literally <laughs> in bondage otters ropes. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was that was the best bondage tie I think I've seen in a long time. Uh, I did not see it. Oh, you didn't see? Oh, it was before. Well, because you yeah, you can't take. And that was another thing. Is the day before? Yeah, we you can't take, take photos. Photos, right? Um, unless everyone in the photo consented, consented and there was yeah. no background people whatsoever, no background, like anything that was, they want to protect everyone. No, I love identity. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm fully appreciative of that. But I will say like, if someone's taking a photo and there's no one in the background, I did get a few people like, Hey, no photos. I'm like, I'm literally just taking a selfie. There were myself. a lot of trans men there actually. Yeah. Some so, uh, two that actually got engaged because they had met. A oh yeah, they got ago. they got engaged. It was really cute. Yeah, that was cute. I will say other ways if you're looking for voyeurism or exhibitionism in any sort of way. Other ways you can do it ethically, uh, besides you know tinted windows, going camping, uh, Zoom calls. That's such an easy oh, way. Oh, thank you, COVID. True. Like that <laughs> popularized Zoom. Have you ever seen that one Zoom where it's like fake? It's fake. Fifteen. I know exactly what you're talking. No, about. it's not fake. It it is not fake. That cannot be. I'm fake. so I'm there so critical of internet content. Fifteen windows open, and they all watch the guy go to get a box of Kleenex. Sit it's it down, fake. and then he starts, and they're like, oh, "I know what video uh, you're talking about." No, it's not fake. So I'm pretty sure someone debunked it. No. Yes. I've watched that like 200 times. <laughs> and you thought because you thought it was hot, or kind of, but because I, see that like, content, I'm almost positive. No, I like seeing the reaction, the individual reaction, which were all real, by the That's way. That's what exhibitionism is about, though. I know, but it's the reaction. I That's know. why you're doing it. I I had to see every single one's reaction, so I had to play it again and just watch that little screen. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, but that's I'm why I think it's fake. And I could have sworn someone came out about it's it and was like, fake. it was put on by a bunch of porn stars that were in a, a Zoom call no. or something. I'm not saying for sure, but I'm no. almost positive. I remember no. seeing that during COVID. No. Um, I've done one of these things that was mentioned, like having sex behind uh, like screens and you're like closed off. I've even had sex with Shangela, 
which means nothing to you. Um, I had sex with Hans Berlin at Mardi Gras. Um, we were behind a screen because you can't have sex in a bar, you know, mm. but there was a, a projected light behind us. Mm -hmm. So we were getting blinded by this really hot light. You were silhouetted. But we were silhouetted on the screen that was all around us and the bar, which was full of hundreds of gays. Did you um, have like fake props like bananas and stuff? So I'm not, I'm not saying it was fake sex <laughs> and simulated. Um, I am. But Shangela was, was the, the, the best part. And I don't know that I would have been able to get hard anyway if Shangela was going, hallelujah, while we were fucking behind the screen. Um, but we did have a fake dildo that Hans was using only because we were doing sex stuff all day. Sure. And this was the only part that we could do in front of a crowd. There's only so much Viagra you can take. I know. And so, again, no shade to Hans. Lovely person. Great <laughs> sex worker. I adore him. But we were both exhausted. And it was like 90-something degrees in the second floor bar. Mm. So... That said, though, it was really fun. And Shangela was like, oh, he's getting it. And Hans is like, yeah. And we're like trying to like project outside of the, the screen because otherwise it's just like Rihanna blasting while we're trying to like but simulate people love sex. watching that. But that's just it. like they like watching go-go dancers, full, you know, full room you of people just watching bodies gyrate and move to the music. And that's just it. You don't even need to do full on nudity or sex. It's a fantasy for some people in that regard. Getting caught, you could do a very simple fantasy of like being in the locker room and getting changed. Oh no! And then your big step bro, who who's in on it, comes in and sees you, and then oh no, he brushes past you while your butt's out, and you bend over to grab your socks. I feel like mm. you've thought about this way too much. I've read a lot of erotica, <laughs> and I will say, with the safe search on on Google, all it was finding you was the erotica. Safe search. You it are wasn't obsessed. on purpose. It kept turning it back on because <laughs> I think it thought that exhibitionism and foyerism. As terms were like, I needed to have a safe search on. I don't know. <laughs> I have never in my life ever turned safe search on. Especially, it was on the what's a safe word account. Like, that's the one account that ne <laughs> that's never safe. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we prefer safer versions of sex, not not safe, full, full on filters. Thank you. Um, content creating online or creating porn and, and having a Twitter presence was a way that people expressed uh, exhibitionism. Yeah, which I'm, I'm shocked that I can put the stuff out that I do on my Twitter. No, but I, I do enjoy that as a Demi person. I really do enjoy putting like stuff online and seeing people react positively mm -hmm. because it's not me having sex with someone. It's not expunging sexual energy I don't have, but it, there is this almost like vampire suckage of energy from people being like oh my god i love it oh my god like there's a nice positive reinforcement from being able to post that stuff online and you do feel like so people are vampire suckage didn't sound positive to me i know i didn't know okay. how to, to <laughs> properly put a like, wonderful i thought uh, my tone of vampire suckage was unless gonna... you're in true blood vampire suckage is not great <laughs> Were you team Edward or were you team Jacob? Uh, I was the dark haired one, which was that <laughs> the, the dark haired muscled one. That was Jacob. not the pasty white one. Yeah, no, the, not the vampire. You want you like the werewolf, which yeah. is fine. I, I agree. I agree. Um, oh, how about just they recommend on the, on these lists, like starting out with fantasy and then introducing the real things slowly. 
So just fantasizing about it, mutual masturbation with your partner and talking about a scene and how it could go is a great way to live out. Dirty talk. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk about, you know, and and I do this kind of dirty talk all the time where I'm going to strip you naked and lead you down the street with just a collar and a chain. Oh, and then what? (laughs) And make you lick my boots at the eagle and ash in your mouth with my cigar in front while everybody watches. And- Guys, get off on that. <laughs> or just it. actually go to it. Sex parties. Sex parties are absolutely a thing. Yeah. And we even talked about it on On Guard. Like, be, as, lo- as long as you're being like a voyeur, like, do it ethically. Do it respectfully. Don't put yourself in the scene if you're not a part of the scene. But also, be mindful of how you're watching something. Mm-hmm. Don't be the guy in the corner going, ah, Oh, my God. I want to get involved. Let me also get into this. Yeah, don't be creepy. <laughs> Unless that's part of the scene. Some people like the creepy voyeur. Sure. But also, and one question came up, like, how do you also ethically show appreciation for a sex scene if you're Oh, if we talked about that. So someone was like, you brought up, is it appropriate to clap when a scene is done? And I'm like, yes, doms love that. Give them some attention. Go, well done. Great flogging scene. That was Ding great. dong. Well done. Don't do it till they're done, though. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's no, like a praise no cheerleading scene. during a scene. Nobody, oh yeah, hit them harder. No, that's not. That's it's not a sports game. Okay, stay silent until they are done. Watch respectfully, and then at the end, you can give them their kudos. And another conversation that kind of came up when I was looking into it was like some people enjoy obviously the fantasy of it, but talking about the experiences of sexual encounters with other people as a way of kind of being exhibitionist. Mm -hmm. They're telling the stories that actually happen. And with that, which I'm totally down with, especially like, I mean, we would do it all the time, kind of tangentially or about our lives, but that's because you and I have the consent of the people and or we're talking about our sex here together. We we live our lives very publicly. So we're obviously exhibitionists because we talk about our sex and our lives and everything we do ad nauseum. Sorry, guys. Uh, (laughs) But with that, I just want to be clear and like kind of caveat with like, if you're going to do that with other people or other, maybe your poly, you still have to have the consent of the people involved in those scenes when talking about it. I think that that's good kink. I think that's good poly. I think that that's just respectful kink and sex. Um, And just something to be mindful of. I've never thought about it that way. Like you talking about an experience that might show or express a relationship with someone still needs to have that person in mind if there's a if there's a, a dynamic that recalls for that, you know? Sure. So like you got to be respectful in all ways shapes and forms. Do you ever wonder or do you ever worry about maybe how people will perceive the sex that you do when you're exhibitionizing, ex- exhibitionizing, exhibitionistic? Well, singing? I know because I my my uh, kink scenes run the gamut. So from me being a dom to being a sub and, you know, now you I'm, poor ex- thing. I'm exploring fisting and diapers now, which is going against the grain of how a lot of people view me. Um, I just figure... Not everything I do is for everyone. But you like that mind fog. There's, I do. I kind of do. I really, I really like. You know, I like the people not expecting the dom daddy to do these degrading things. I think it's hot, and that's my exhibitionism coming through. Um, But I also feel like I do enough across the gamut that there's a little something for everyone. So just focus on the ones that you like, and just you don't have to watch the other ones. 
what what happens when someone gets upset by your your exhibitionism while 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 you what you're doing is still fair and ethical but they just get kind of like bent out of shape like oh you're not supposed to do that that way i yeah. that that happened it hasn't happened very often but some uh, someone came after me for twitter because i think i was um uh you were providing a fantasy where no, you were doing I was stuff in my car in your car yeah mm -hmm. uh, and they're like Think of the children and everything and i was like you know it's just that's first of all your children are on their ipad that you gave them while they're in their cars second of all you were not nobody surrounded by cars on the freeway yeah nobody you, you were literally on an open road yeah. you were like road tripping to tennessee or something right, yeah and there was nobody around and that was it was wild how they came out of nowhere it's assuming yeah. Um, and I, I think that there's a space for fantasy. I wasn't flashing truck drivers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but maybe they wanted you well, to. You know, you know, that's where we used to cruise is in the truck stops. Yes, oh, okay. I do. I didn't know if you knew that or not. We played, we played a game all about that. Oh, I that? know. The video game? They, 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 the dicks were guns. Yes. Well, then why would I not know that? that what? <laughs> I do want to state though, with voyeurism and exhibitionism, while they are like the same coin, but different sides, they don't always, they're not always mutually exclusive. Like you might be really into watching people, but you might be really cl like closed off or closeted and not wanting to be seen by others. Oh yeah. I think that's, yeah. You think what? I, th I think that's very true for most people. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I say like, I think that that's kind of obvious. I'm like, no, I think some people don't, uh, don't realize that. And no, I think lots of voyeurs would never be an exhibitionist them themselves. Yeah, because some people are shy. Oh, I'm so shy. Although, oh, I'm shy. I think most exhibitionists would also be a voyeur. How think, so? Well, because I think they would enjoy watching other people be exhibitionists too. Okay, so like, the, yeah. So if like that's their kink, then they're also enjoying other people doing it, right. maybe cathartically or just but showing compassion. I don't think that necessarily goes the other way. And I, I think there's lots of people who just feel comfortable being a voyeur, but not too uncomfortable to be an exhibitionist excompersionism i think i think being a voyeur is less less risky well yeah because you're just yeah. you're watching right and and while while less risky there still is a risk there like don't be a creeper again like we said don't don't do things that feel inappropriate don't take pictures of people that like every once in a while you know how like, like the binoculars off the balcony into yeah, your don't, neighbor's don't yard secret is, window yeah. like get your telescope yeah. out but every once in a while i'll be like peeing in my 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 bathroom that overlooks a bunch of different windows in the city and you see something you, you see know things. you see you things. things you see people walking around their homes naked you see the gay circuit party where there's a bunch of people have you ever seen that though I, I, let's, you are the gay I, circuit party in the city sometimes. I my window into my neighbor's house that was right below and saw them doing illicit drugs once. <gasps> Scandal. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll walk by your place sometimes and I'll look in your window and I'll see you doing illicit acts. Not not drugs, but acts. But my window's too high. You can't see what yes, I'm doing. Yes, you can. No, you can. I can literally see your little studio lights shooting into your living room. Sure, it's so bright. But, but because of the angle, you can't see waste below. You can't see below waist. You mean the angle of the boy in the air hanging from your ceiling? Because <laughs> you can see some things. I, 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 I will always giggle. Like if you're, because you do scenes sometimes and I'm definitely not always there. But if I, I've walked by before and I can see you full on like, oh, having I, fun. <laughs> I can only imagine the amount of voyeurism that goes on with you in the city because there's so many people that walk by. And your place, 
while up off the ground from a distance, you can see in there just fine. Yeah, but you can't see below the waist. That's what I'm saying. Because the windows That's are That's not so true, high. is what it I'm is saying. True. It is not. Because <laughs> I walk around naked all the time. I know, and I see you it. You do not. You see me shirtless, if anything. <laughs> so. Okay, next time I'm taking a whole ass video. I'm just going <laughs> to start filming. It'll be a. Uh, Bring it, creeper. Of... <laughs> But so, would you say that you are an exhibitionist or or, or a lawyer? Obviously, I think. I, well, I, I, it feeds into my narcissism. Actually, it's perfect. Have you ever heard of a I'm an exhibitionistic disorder? Because I think you might need. I, I may need a filter. I need a Google filter. You're hilarious. I don't mind the energy that a bar brings. Like I like making out at a bar. I like mm -hmm. I like sucking face with someone. Um, though, if you're voyeur at something like that stand at a distance i i went to the bar the other night and i was like hand down the pants of one of my friends who i was openly making out with um and somebody really wanted a photo with us and you were right next to me and i could tell that they wanted a photo because their phone was out with the light on and they were watching me no not the light in a bar well the his screen was on to the uh, camera okay and i have very good peripheral vision so I, like yes, i'm like making out with anything. my friend my hands down his pants i'm grabbing his large dick and i'm like you know actively engaged but i can see the guy waiting and he's looking at you and then he's looking over at me and then looking at and me. then he looked at you again <laughs> and 10 minutes later after he watched me make out with my friend for 10 minutes he <laughs> I, I pull back he's like okay you have had enough let's take this picture now <laughs> well the only reason i stopped is because i need to pee so i go to pee and they follow me in the bathroom and they're oh, like oh no they yeah, follow you in the it, bathroom don't 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 well, just be just they're, be they're, patient they're looking for their opportunity well it's not while i'm peeing <laughs> Unless that's what you want, and in which case, you know, like, at least be respectful and ask. No, it was just like, there's, there's, I like the energy of a bar, but sometimes someone, people can ruin that energy by oh, not being respectful. You remember our New Year's Eve kiss? Yes, where we were on the, yeah, no, I think everyone remember that. Because that, the week after that, people were like, how was New Year's Eve? Ha, 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 getting me good kisses at midnight, ha, 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 ha. And if you're going to do drugs, at least be responsible and conscious of that, too. Because, like, we don't mind what you're doing. But once you start being disrespectful or you get a little weird um, is when we're going to call you out on the podcast. No, I'm not calling anyone out specifically. The person was very nice. We got a little photo. Um, but it was just it was funny. It was one of those moments of, like, where voyeurism goes wrong. We're going to be lucky after a few years if we have any friends left. What do you mean? I love our friends. And our friend, our friend, our friends listen to the podcast sometimes. And they'll text me and be like, the audio was terrible. And I'm like, stop. I'm doing my best. In which case, like, they text me again, like, you're, you're disgraced and disgusting. And we all of a sudden come up on, like, a degradation scene. I'm like, no, please. My, my content's good. Speaking of which, so the last two on guards, we are aware that the audio was terrible. Aww. And that's because of shotgun mics and outdoors. But we are having an expert come in and help us with our microphones. We are. Week. So in getting a new soundboard for it. And so hopefully we're going to fix all those audio issues so you can all stop complaining to me. They're not all complaining. <laughs> we, we, we feel bad when content's not up to par. Yeah. And after it's taped, there's not much else we can do. And I do my damnedest to like balance things and, and record, but I'm literally one person wrangling sometimes five old men to like talk about a topic. And 
what you don't see and what people did see they were voyeurs of the podcast live right. was they were like oh wow i didn't realize how much work goes into that right you have to ask questions you have to moderate you have to check the three cameras you're, ta- you're talking about the on guard shoot at uh, gear up that's yeah that's what i just know <laughs> i'm being clear because you didn't say that yes i did <laughs> But it went really well, and and people were really re- like re- receptive, and I think that seeing how the sausage is made is also <laughs> okay. This is sausage also helps to give um, appreciation for kinks and or just a process in general. So if people want to be a voyeur, Daddy, how can they find you? Ooh, definitely, if you want to see me do all the naughty stuff, you can go to my Twitter at Christopher Weston, and that's Christopher with a K. Uh, or you can go to my fan sites, mrchristopher.com. You can find me everywhere at Pup Amp. This has been a What's Your Safe Pod, a What's a Safe Word production. And we cannot wait to talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. And and Patreon. And of course, if you want to be a voyeur and watch us record these podcasts, you can go to patreon.com. What's the safe word? And please, please, please help us out because that's what keeps us going. Thank you very much. Thank you. You naughty, naughty voyeurs. Yeah. Can't you can't just take your shirt off at the end of every episode? Why not? That's what the Patreons get. Because you're being a naughty, naughty little I'm boy. Gonna, a nip slip. Oh no! Oh no! It's not a nip slip if you nip slip. keep showing it intentionally. Nip slip. <laughs> 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 Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>